0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the
1: air.
2: Hello, everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola.
1: 안녕하세요. Assalamualaikum.
2: Thank you, Ra. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz.
3: Dale so much, baby when you dash and don't Te quiero un poquito más. I love you, Dalen, I love you, I love you, Dalen so much, baby when you dash and don't te quiero un poquito más. te quiero un poquito más, te quiero un poquito más, baby when you dust and do me, I... yes, I love you. ¡Fuerza! Don't stop, don't stop Don't stop so much. Baby, when you dance candombé, te quiero un poquito más. I love you, darling, I love you, I love you, darling so much. Baby, when you dance candombé, te quiero un poquito más. Te quiero un poquito más. Te quiero un poquito más. Baby, when you dance candombé, yes, I'll never leave anymore. Can't stop the tambourine, can't stop, can't stop. Can't stop the dance, don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop can't stop the tambourine, can stop, can't stop. Can't stop the dance, don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop.
2: It is now 12pm and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Kia everyone, I'm Arina, the station's community connector here at Otago Access Radio for Connecting Cultures Features show. So as you heard, Connecting Cultures Features features interview with the multicultural people of Dunedin. But today, we will have a conversation with Maria Buldain, the chairwoman of Waitaki Multicultural Council. Uh, And she's here with us to talk about her Uruguay culture, settling in New Zealand and the Waitaki Multicultural Council. Kia ora, Maria.
4: Kia ora, Rina. Thank you very much for inviting and having me.
2: Thank you so much. It's so nice to talk to you again since we met last week at the uh, Ministry of Ethnic Communities event.
4: That's right. Yes. It was really good to meet you as well.
2: Yeah. Um, So for our listeners out there, would you mind introducing yourself?
4: Yes. So uh, I am Maria Boldain, originally from Uruguay, South America. And uh, I came to New Zealand in 2003 with my um, three children and my husband, all from Uruguay. And um, straight to Oamaru, Waitaki. So I had been for the last 18 years uh, living here. And... Um, I have joined the Waikiki Multicultural Council in uh, 2008 when was um, established. Uh, and then uh, I went away for a few years working full time. And by 2016, I um, came back and joined again, um, establishing the um, Migrants Meet and Share group. And uh, since 2020, I am
2: the chairperson of the Waitaki Multicultural Council. Mm, that is such an exciting life. We have a lot mm-hmm. to talk about being, um, you know, we can talk about you settling in New Zealand and then um, with the, um, the Multicultural Council and then you went back to studying and then you came back, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about there. Um, yes, uh, so this show is called Connecting Cultures So um, we are here to learn about The different cultures we have in New Zealand um, Can you tell us about Your culture and life In Uruguay? Mm-hmm. So um,
4: In In uh we came as a family to New Zealand uh, because we have a um, South America, really, between Argentina, Brazil and Uruguay uh, economic crisis in around 2000. And... Um, it, it, It wasn't a really good future for uh, our kids that they were 16, 12 and three years old being. Uh, So we learned about New Zealand, uh, how beautiful uh, the country is, but also the possibility to come uh, as a tourist and finding uh, a job in having uh, a visa and the possibility to live here. So my husband um, came eight months before I came with uh, our children, and um, our idea was to settle in Dunedin, but he his uh, first job was in Oamaru as a math teacher, and, and since then we are here. Um, our culture in uh, Uruguay. We are um, South Americans, and uh, we have uh, we have descendants of Italians and Spanish people. So I am the typical mix between uh, my mother's uh, Italian families and my father's Spanish past country family. Uh, my husband. Um, However, comes from Hungary, uh, his parents um, came um, from Hungary. So, yes, Uruguay is a a mix of European cultures, to be honest. Um, But we're part of South America, I'm proud of South America, with uh, also some um, African um, descendants, and, and it's an important part of our culture as well.
2: Mm, that is so special. That is a <laughs> melting pot of cultures just within your family and your children. Definitely,
4: definitely.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you did mention about uh, moving to New Zealand, but um, tell us about your personal journey. How was that like uh, personally, just having to move from a different country?
4: Yes, well, it, it, for me especially, it was a really tough uh, moving from uh, uh, Uruguay. Uh, my professional career as a clinical psychologist and working for eleven years before coming to New Zealand um, w- was really important for me. Then, but I came to New Zealand without English, so uh, not a single word. <laughs> In English. And um, in really London, in Oamaru, uh, it was quite tough. So we didn't have any uh, English lessons. So it took me a few years to get around uh, working and mixing with uh Kiwis to learn a little bit of English and the Kiwi culture. Um, So it took me a few years to get back to study, uh, get retrained in in social services, and still at the moment going through um, my counselling studies to get registration to be able to practice in New Zealand so at the moment I uh, work as a um, in Mental Health and Addiction for Able Minds which is a southern uh, organization and in, in I feel really uh, grateful to be able to be back to what is my passion yes
2: yeah mm. um, let's mm. talk more about that actually since mm. um, I actually graduated in psychology and gender studies so i'm very passionate about mental health but i did not go into the clinical field um Mm -hmm. so what led you to that passion while you were in uruguay
4: well in, in in uruguay um for me, it was really, always was really important well-being and supporting people. Uh, I am passionate about supporting people. And um, my uh, first thought was to be a child psychologist, but then I started to work um, with teenagers, and also I was involved with uh, suicide prevention. In slowly, slowly, I... Uh, start practising the psychoanalytical uh, uh, clinical side of the psychology. And um, so it it was really, really tough to uh, have this gap of pretty much uh, 15 years in New Zealand not practising, even though I had been uh, um, working in suicide prevention in New Zealand, doing training, and uh, what for me became also uh, a passion to support migrants that uh, based on my own experience. Uh, and that is especially what brought me back to uh, my field. And um, so I had done, uh, completed my social services degree uh, in um, Otago Polytechnic. And, um, and that really allowed me to uh keep working and supporting migrants but i also in my new role in Middle health and addictions i am counseling uh, all the time so i i thought there is a good uh, opportunity to get registration and to get the full cycle <laughs> mm. yes done mm. yeah,
2: yeah. I-, I think it's really special that you get to do both you know, you have two passions: being a uh, uh, multicultural woman, and also uh, passionate about mental health and addictions and all that. So um, it's such a good balance between those two. It, it is a, a great mix, and
4: I think that um, as a migrant, we go through so many challenges. In in that, really is part of um, supporting other migrants to keep good life, to get a good balance and um, yeah, so it's been, for, for me, it's been great to uh, be able to mix my uh, old uh, background with my new background, yeah. Yeah, says,
2: mm. yeah, um, and let's talk about settling down to Um mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. what was it like back then and what were your first impressions?
4: Yes. Well, my first impressions. So I came um, to Amaru on a uh, 13th of November of 2003 during the Victorian Week's celebration. So uh, my husband didn't tell me about that, and so I, when I first arrived, I saw a lot of people wearing Victorian outfits, in, and he was looking at me like, what is happening? <laughs> but he didn't tell me, so that that was the first impression, was like, hmm, <laughs> what is happening here? Mm. Uh, I always lived in cities in um, Uruguay, and for some times I lived in Venezuela, in, in Colombia, so I never experienced uh, living in a small town. Um, so, I say that the first two or three years were uh, really hard and, and especially with uh, not speaking the language and not having enough um, support to learn English was really tough. Um, but I say that now Oamaru is home. And I just love the possibility of being close to the cities, but uh, loving the, the, the life in a small community mm. where uh, everyone knows everyone, where you know you, they they know you for your first name. Mm. Um, so that is actually beautiful, and yeah, we call Oamaru home. <laughs> mm. Yeah,
2: I thought it was very funny when you shared about like um, your first impression was seeing people wearing Victoria. In dresses and yeah, you, might, Jonah, yes, yes. <laughs> you might think oh did, is this normal the people wear it exactly <laughs> yes.
4: and, and I was asking to uh, my husband but like, he wasn't really you know saying much so and then he told me well this is you know victorian week mm. and um yeah and I thought one day I will be you know uh, drinks with the, all these Victorian outfits, but I haven't done it yet. Mm. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's in the bucket list, yeah. Yes, I, it is
4: in my bucket
2: list. Yeah. Omaru yeah. has something very special, the uh, Victorian heritage, which is something that uh, you would be <laughs> learning, living there uh, and adapting yes. to that culture as well.
4: Yes. And so and so, so for me, um, because of Omaru, I came straight from... Uh, Montevideo to Oamaru. for me this was kind of like, okay, New Zealand towns must be like Oamaru. But now that I have been a long time around, I can appreciate why special Oamaru is. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, there's no town outside Omaru that is like it, you know? It is exactly, so yeah. yes, yes,
4: it is very special.
2: Mm. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um you did mention some challenges that you faced, like um, learning English and all that. But can you uh, go through with us some other challenges, a migrant, like you have faced when the early days that you came to New Zealand? Yes, yes. So uh,
4: I, I guess that uh, communication was uh, for me the main chat uh, uh, of the of the many challenges. Because of uh, in two thousand and three, Oamaru wasn't uh, a multicultural town, so it is quite different the reality today. Um, and so, people was really wondering why I was, um, you know, in New Zealand in, in, in Oamaru if I didn't speak the language. Uh, and at the same time, we didn't have any uh, place to provide. Uh, English classes for adults. So my kids went straight to um, high school and they will have the ESOL classes and they learned the language pretty fast and my little one that was three years old became my teacher. <laughs> so, uh, you know, because I uh, did all the process of kindergarten and primary school and reading all these books. And um, First, I have a person from the Citizen Advice Bureau and she was coming to my place uh, as a volunteer helping me and it was great to have her, her uh, but it wasn't really any programs or any um, place where I could go and learn. So that, that was challenging In and, and I think after uh, less than a year, I was able to... I um, had my first job and start mixing with people uh, but it was really really tough because sometimes you know single questions or simple questions and you know, I was smiling mm. all the time with a frozen smile <laughs> and when I got home it was kind of like okay I need to relax I can relax now um, So I would say that communication and language was, the main uh, barrier and challenge, and and, and also um, missing my family and the support because, of course, in our um, Uruguayan culture, uh, we are very close with our family, and um, my mom was a big support while I was um, raising my other kids and and helping uh, my husband and and I to uh, raise the kids. And so being here um, with uh, difficulties and communication and uh, homesick was very challenging. And and then really to adapt, to start all over again, um, I worked for 11 years as a dental assistant, um, to support uh, my husband to raise um, the our family, and, um, and and it was a long, long time. Eleven years. It, it was really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my goal really is uh, support migrants. New migrants coming to to have a, a a journey that is not that long because I was just um, reflecting um, a few days ago when, you know, it was my 18th year's anniversary that I'm still in the process of getting to where I want to be in being able to practice again and to being able to uh, share my experience and my background. Mm. Mm, yes. I,
2: I love that um, you're saying that even after 18 years, you're still mm. learning to adapt to this new culture. Yes, yeah.
4: yes definitely, definitely. And, uh, and it's, you know, things that we were talking last week when we, when we met at uh, the Ministry for Ethnic Communities, uh, we didn't have these possibilities of mixing with other people other regions and now is a lot more going on to support the new uh, arrivals but um yes so hopefully we will get there in in people uh settling in uh, faster mm. yeah. so that's a little bit of my uh, a dream <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and especially that it nowhere uh so doesn't matter where in New Zealand you pick to live or you settle uh it will be just the same like living in Auckland or living in Christchurch or in wellington so that that's a little bit of my um a dream really yeah,
2: that is so special mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and what about the weather? Is it different than uh, yes, like in yes. your country? Yes, yeah, because I put a, I, 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 is under my
4: challenges, the weather. So we are, Uruguay is a, about the same latitude in Auckland. So we get a long summers in our um, seasons are the same that in New Zealand uh, so when I arrived in the 16th of November I was expecting summer but in Amaru November and December still can be quite cold and it took me about three or four years to get used to this very dry and cold weather and of course, course uh first time that i saw snow because uh even though uh, we don't get snow really often uh, but we do get snow um so yes uh, weather has been a challenge as well <laughs> <laughs> and especially you know um we uh, lived uh, until recently in a, a more than 100 years old old villa mm-hmm. and, and that was really cold so yeah I will say that weather has been a challenge.
2: <laughs> that is so interesting. Living yeah. in a 100-year-old villa, that, like, <clears throat> when you're settling in, that must have been a really different experience to someone who just lives in somewhere else, you know? Huh. Yes, yes. So I was
4: living in a seventh-floor apartment, so modern apartment, you know, nice and warm. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, especially I really miss um, the summer, so... Mm-hmm. Having long summers from pretty much uh, end of November to end of March in, in, in Uruguay, uh, the first, you know, years were uh, were challenging. <laughs> yes, uh, now I am used that um, summer and Oamaru must be around the second week of February, and, and that will be it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, but I am used now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: Um. So we've talked about all the challenges that you face and I am very keen to hear what what good things happened along the way that led mm-hmm. you to where you are. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh,
4: well, I, I, I'll say that. Uh, we we love new zealand we feel so grateful um to live here and um, our kids are um, happy in uh, my uh son lives in london at the moment and my first granddaughter was born last year and I haven't had the opportunity to meet my granddaughter yet but we all love uh, New Zealand and we are grateful for the opportunities not just for our kids but also for my husband and and for myself. Uh, We love um, how friendly and um, uh, stable New Zealand is Uh, Because South America can be, you know, yeah, from crisis to crisis. So, this is something that we feel safe and secure in in New Zealand. Uh, Of course, I love the mountain and I love the colors. I'm I'm always uh, in love with. How vibrant the colors are in New Zealand! Yeah. Yes, so we love we love life in here.
2: Mm, <laughs> there's so much things yeah. special about this place, and I agree. Totally yes, mm. yes.
4: In, in the possibility to uh, connect with other cultures, that that's another thing that I really like about New Zealand. So uh, I, I didn't really have the opportunity. In Uruguay, so uh, at the moment there is a little bit more of a mix of uh, cultures in Uruguay, with people coming from Venezuela and Central America to settle in um, Uruguay. But when I came, it wasn't like that. So for me, this possibility of meeting for People from all over the world, and having friends from all over the world, from all different cultures, is an, an also experience and a very really good um, thing for me to live in New Zealand, and also makes me appreciate my own uh, history, my own connections to look back to uh, what it means to be Italian and Spanish this so yeah Mm. that is something that I really appreciate about living in New Zealand
2: yeah I like that you mentioned that because um, I can totally relate to that I don't think that I learned so much about my culture when I'm actually in (laughs) Malaysia but once I'm here I realized there were so many things that's different about me and I try to (laughs) learn about them and then then I understand like, oh, that, that's actually part of my culture. You know, you just yes. don't realize until you're out of that um, group.
4: Definitely. And I really like when you shared that the other day when you went back home, you know, how many things were different. And because that happened to me as well. uh, um, When I go home, I miss things from New Zealand. And of course, when I'm here, I miss (laughs) things from Uruguay. But you are such a, you know, mix of. Uh, both, both countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I wish yeah. traveling was cheap so that you can just do whatever yes. you want, whenever you feel.
4: Definitely,
2: like. <laughs> definitely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. and let's talk about yeah. raising a family in New Zealand. That is yeah. something very yeah. special about you because you came here as a mother. You know, um, yeah. and a lot of um migrant mothers. Will face challenges to raise children in a new, yes. different country when they themselves are struggling and they have to keep up with their kids. Can you yes. share us about your experience?
4: Mm. So, uh, so when when we came to um, New Zealand, so as I said before, uh, my kids were uh, Matthias, which is my oldest son, was sixteen, and just uh, he completed only two years of high school here in Oamaru, and then he went uh, straight to Otago University, where he completed a. Uh, um, the commerce degree and um, my daughter she had the opportunity to do all her um, high school here at Waitaki Girls and and then she went to um, uh, Canterbury University and now she lives in in Christchurch again Uh, and um, so for my um, youngest um, son, uh, Esteban was completely different. The story because he was three years old. And um, so he did the complete um, experience in education from uh, play center to kindergarten to uh, primary and high school. And um, his, you know, his. Friends and, and uh, best friends are all around uh, New Zealand. So for, for my kids, was, uh, it, it was challenging to, uh, you know, say goodbye to friends, say goodbye to the families in uh um, you know, completely new culture. Uh, For example, for my daughter Leticia to go to an only girls' school when uh, in Uruguay we don't have any more only boys or only girls' um, school. That was challenging. uh, In To settle, to make new friends... Uh, knowing that, you know, life can be quite different at home and what their friends were doing when she came. So it was really challenging and it took us, uh, you know, a good two, three, four years um, for us to feel like this is this is home. This is you know the new place where we are uh, living and enjoying life. Mm. Mm. And but yes, as I said before, we are grateful. Uh, everyone is having uh, or had uh, great education and good possibilities as a professional uh, to to work and enjoy New Zealand. Mm.
2: Mm. And yeah. because your kids are like different. Ages, you know. Mm. Um, uh, yes. I like you mentioned that the youngest went through all the school education in New Zealand. So, um, most of his life, he was living as a Kiwi. You it know? Is.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. And
2: you must have saw that difference between you know each child, how different yes. they are. Mm.
4: Yes, completely different. in in, and this is a really really good point because. Um so for Stephen I think uh he uh understands Spanish but he doesn't speak Spanish. And um in while he was like six, seven years old, he will, you know, just ask me to speak in English because he was a kiwi boy, he wanted me to speak English. Uh but then you know being a little bit older he realized and and I'd say that you know from the three of my, uh, it's probably Steven is the one that feels you know the most Uruguayan even though he doesn't speak Spanish and he's always looking at uh, football in um, you know what is going on in Uruguay and he knows every single player and he gets upset seats when Uruguay is not doing very well in soccer and you know so yes it's been um, really amazing in for you you know, Matias and Leticia, because they grew up in Uruguay, they they speak Spanish, and for them is the mother tongue. Um, it's, it's different, sorry, a, a but they are, you know, both, both of them love New Zealand as well, and uh, the connection is, is, is different,
2: yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they get to appreciate their culture yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that's very yes. special. Yeah. Yeah um so let's go for a song break um you brought us a song called see by george drexler am i correct yes yeah
4: yes is and the pronunciation is "sea." Sia. Uh, sia it's not oh, "sea." it's "sea." sorry
2: um <laughs> yes
4: can you tell us a bit about the song well this song is really important for me because it, it's a story about uh destiny and um whatever will be will be a uh, kind of song so that's really inspiring for me and i it's an it's old song but always inspires me
2: uh the, the lyric mm. Mm. <laughs> yes all right so we'll be right back after the song break
0: mitad de esta carretera tantas encrucijadas quedan detrás ya está en el aire girando mi moneda y que sea lo que sea todos los altibajos la marea todos los sarampiones que ya pasé yo llevo tu sonrisa como bandera y que sea lo que sea lo que tenga que ser Sea, y lo que no por algo será no creo en la eternidad de las peleas ni en las recetas de la felicidad cuando pasen recibo mis primaveras la suerte esté echada a descansar yo miraré tu foto en mi billetera y que sea lo que sea y el que quiera creer, que crea y el que no razón tendrá yo suelto mi canción en la ventolera y que la escuche quien la quiera escuchar ya está en el aire girando mi moneda y que sea lo que sea Que sea lo que sea,
1: y que sea lo que sea, y que sea.
2: you're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. You're here with me, Arena, for Connecting Cultures Features. Um, and I'm here with Maria Boldain, uh the chairwoman of Waitaki Multicultural Council. Hello, Maria. Hi there. <laughs> Thank you for still being here with us. Um, I'm sure our listeners enjoyed the song you um, recommended us to listen to helped to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for this part of the interview, we would really like to hear about the Waitaki Multicultural Council, about mm. what they do, um, the history, and the things you guys have for the multicultural people.
4: Yeah. Right. So the Waitaki Multicultural Council was established in uh, 2008 uh, by Elena Conaglin. Um, She is uh, from Philippines and uh, she moved to Amaru in 2008 and she thought that it was a Really good opportunity to have a group as a multicultural uh, council, and I think she was um, coming from Dunedin and um, and having the multi ethnic. So we were called multi ethnic at the start, and then we changed our name from multicultural by Multicultural Council. Um, So what we have in 2008 were pretty much monthly potluck dinners, in where we will have guest speakers and some performances uh, from different cultures. And uh, by then, we will have two main cultures uh, based in Noamaru, and they were the Filipino in the Pacifica uh, community, which, uh, you know, were. Uh, it started to grow in 2008. Uh, and so over the years, as I uh, said before, we became more and more multicultural, and we have now people from all over the world in all different cultures. Uh, so really our uh, focus is changing in, and we are trying to uh, fill some gaps that we have in our community. Uh, so, for example, English is still um, a challenge, so we don't have any English providers in our town, Um, so uh, we have, uh, so the Waitaki Multicultural Council uh, employs a coordinator uh, who, uh, together with the volunteers, are running uh, English classes And, and that works really well because it's the perfect mix Uh, to, you know, mix the locals with the new arrivals. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, from time to time uh, we're taking multicultural uh, uh, funds uh, IELTS classes for people to uh, have the possibility to study and prepare for the exams. Um, And then we have sometimes uh, CV curriculums and helping people with English, but this is, you know, still a challenge. Um, and then, of course, um, the migrants' meeting share group that I said um, I established in 2016. It started as a small group and is growing constantly, uh, where all the needs about housing, health, um, education, and people sharing and asking questions that they may feel that they cannot go to other place to ask. So that is a really good um, place to, to, to meet and feel safe about asking for all these questions. In in at the moment, we also um, organise events, which are picnics, and uh, if with the restrictions, you know, uh, we... We are struggling a little bit, but we we may uh, organize big events, like, for example, uh, the Matariki dinner that we were lucky to celebrate um, was quite big, and um, with performances, with the the mayor of the Waitaki district coming and uh, supporting us. And uh, and that is really beautiful to celebrate the Maori cultures. We will... And, uh, and for our migrants to learn about what is Matariki and why we celebrate Matariki and the stars. So that is um, beautiful to have that possibility. Uh, but, you know, many other activities. So there are uh, walking groups and coffee groups and uh now, recently, we are funding some yoga classes, uh, well-being, women's well-being uh, programs and um, workshops. And so there are many, many activities. In, and we are became, becoming more and more services providers, so people, migrants, know that we are there. We also support what uh, what is called the newcomers network, um, which is uh, supporting perhaps people from New Zealand or other uh, cultures that they moved recently to Oamaru. So that is also a, a good possibility to mix uh, New Zealanders with uh, migrants when we organise uh, big events and dinners and, uh, yes, uh, going outs and etc. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So it's, it's a very active uh, multicultural in and it's growing really uh, all the time. So, for example, even now uh, with the border closed in, with no new migrants arriving, we still have people moving from some part of the North Island, or uh, there has been a lot of people moving from Queenstown for work around the farms or in the freezing works. So we are still quite active and in, in growing.
2: Mm. Yeah, that is mm. good to hear. That even though international borders are closed, that yes. you know, the, the there are people who are living locally who come in, yes. and, yeah, study yes. a new life.
4: And another thing that I am really proud of the Waitaki Multicultural Council is uh, for the first time our committee is truly multicultural. So we are all from different countries in, in and that is a, a really good opportunity to learn in, about each other and to support others. So we have um, yes, all different uh, nationalities in our committee for the first time. Yeah, yeah. That
2: is so special. Mm.
4: Mm. Very special. Yeah.
2: Um, and before we wrap up the interview, I am very interested to know about um, the future for you. What are the things yes. you're looking forward to?
4: Mm. Well, uh, as I said before, I am um, completing my counselling degree and I, I, I am really looking forward to give back To you know, being able to practice my uh, career and my background, but it's uh, also I would like to be really focused on ethnic counseling. So uh, supporting people and um, in the process of settling in so that's something that i am really looking for the future Uh, and uh, and of course for the waitaki multicultural and as i said before the dreams about uh, people finding better ways to settle in uamaru of course i am also looking forward for the future to being able to visit my family back in Uruguay um, to meet my granddaughter in um, UK. (laughs) So uh, really, really looking forward and and, uh, uh, waiting for that time, for for that opportunity. And uh, yes, just, you know, to keep working hard and um, keep welcoming people to New Zealand. I think New Zealand has so much to offer uh in um we are a wonderful and safe country and plenty of opportunities for um new arrivals mm. yeah mm. there's
2: so many things you're looking forward to you must be yes, yes you, definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah, you must be waiting for that time to happen and I think in a positive side, you know life is always better when there's something to look forward to definitely Mm. looking forward so yeah Mm. thank you so much maria for this conversation thank you thank you arena
4: that is uh, wonderful to have this opportunity and i congratulate you for the you know work that you're doing because it's really important to keep learning about each other Mm, thank
2: you so much thank you
1: Salida en el cielo Adentro llueve y parece que nunca va a parar Y va a parar Una sonrisa se da. Ya no duele el frío que te trajo hasta acá, ya no existe acá, no existe ese frío que te trajo.
2: Thanks for listening to Connecting Culture's Features on RFM.
0: This podcast was produced by RFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.